1: Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach. Wherever you choose to consume our audio, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and
0: Breaker. Subscribe now. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who observe and have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four week emergency food kit, which will keep you well fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, munt fruit, whatever, and folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi Coffee delivered to you today.
2: You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports.
1: The main event starts now. I'm back. Roadrance for black and white sports. Well, with all this Gruden stuff going on, we have kind of forgotten about the Washington football team aspect and Dan Snyder being in a real, real bind over the 650,000 emails that were pulled for investigation. And now a portion of the Washington football team, the organization, the cheerleaders are pissed. Because of the topless photo leak that went out there. uh, Along with everything else involving Gruden. And they're mad at the NFL because the NFL is seemingly turning a blind eye to the misconduct that Dan Snyder portrayed on a lot of of females, supposedly, up in Washington with the football team. Or from where I like to stand, the Redskins, okay? So, let's get to this from OutKick. Now that the NFL has picked through and devoured John Gruden, members of the Washington football team organization would like a chance to walk through the cancellation buffet as well. Among them are former WFT cheerleaders who are seeking emails between Gruden, the Washington football team employees, and possibly its owner, reportedly including topless photos of them. The news that topless photos could be floating around the Internet without their consent has left members of the squad feeling queasy. It's despicable, really, to see that there is more evidence of exploitation and violation of these cheerleaders who I worked with very closely. Melanie Colburn, a former WFT cheerleader, told the Daily Beast. Mm. Colburn helped create a petition that has already four, already has more than 40,000 signatures asking the NFL to do the right thing, make the sexual misconduct investigation of the WFT public. make it public, and hold Dan Snyder accountable for the history of serial harassment within his organization. I'm cleaning this up for YouTube. She tweeted, That NFL commissioner should, quote, show us the other nearly 649,998 emails that ultimately sealed Gruden's fate, but nobody else's. They're wanting to hang some other folks here. Colburn reiterated, per NPR, that news of potential leaks of topless photos has some WFT cheerleaders shook. Quote, they're all traumatized. It's just more anxiety-producing evidence that very private compromising content was circulated, not just amongst our team, but apparently the entire NFL. So the entire NFL have all seen these cheerleaders, uh, I guess, nude. So it's been an emotional 24 hours, to say the least. The concern of Colburn, her former WFT cheerleader teammates, and many others is that the NFL took down Gruden, but turned a blind eye, to misconduct within the Washington organization. All we wanted all along is transparency and accountability, said Coburn. Unfortunately, Coburn and previous members of the WFT squad are likely to walk away unsatisfied. The transparency and accountability are two items rarely listed on the NFL menu. So, uh, Roger Goodell's under fire here, basically. Okay, at the end of the day, once again... One of the worst commissioners we have ever seen in the sport is being called to the dogs over these leaked, topless emails that it seems, according to Coburn, the NFL wants to just forget ever happened. They were so concerned with leaking this stuff out about John Gruden. And look, the NFL said, we didn't leak this stuff out about Gruden. Come on. Come on. I know they released an official statement. They released a supposed quote-unquote racist email. They called it. And that did not get Mark Davis to pull the trigger on John Gruden. So they come back and released the alphabet emails. Oh, and that was one that broke the straw that broke the camel's back. Because, look, there's word floating around. Mark Davis was not going to fire John Gruden, actually. Not going to do it. But then when the Alphabet mob come calling with the second group of emails, he had he basically was left with no choice, and Gruden let him off the hook. Okay, well, anyway, the NFL was too preoccupied with that to worry about the misconduct that the owner of the Washington football team, slash Redskins, has been doing, and now these photos have been lurking about, I guess, all over the NFL via communication in between the Washington football team and other people in the NFL. Yikes. Well, look, all that stuff went through the Redskins or Washington football team WTF, went through their servers. So those photos are on those servers. And evidently, Roger Goodell doesn't want to expose who all leaked the photos, where did the photos come from, How did they get out there? And these cheerleaders want some kind of resolution retribution, right? Now, look, I'm going to be the first to admit, you took these photos somewhere, right? So um, I'm, I'm not sure I probably would have taken topless photos if you didn't eventually want them to get out or you thought they might get out. But okay, maybe it was for some kind of business venture involving these cheerleaders. And that leads you to another thing. Does the WFT condone that sort of side hustle? I don't know. Or maybe they got them through means that they shouldn't have got the photos. Maybe that's the big issue here. Uh, But anyway, it's yet another in a laundry list of black eyes for Roger Goodell in the NFL. The NFL is taking L after L after L. Look. I'm sorry, NFL, but getting John Gruden to to resign does not look like a W, okay? That looks like headhunting in the highest order. It looks like you had an agenda to get rid of John Gruden. There was an agenda at work here somewhere with all of these emails. So, there you go. A petition out there. It's got 40,000 signatures. What do you think black and white sports fans Uh, do the girls do the ladies do the cheerleaders have a case should they be pissed Uh, who's at fault here tell me what you think peace I'm out till next time
2: (laughs) thanks for watching the show be sure to like comment and subscribe be sure to tune in next time on black and white sports Tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
1: I'm back. Roadrance for Black and White Sports. Well, we continue the fallout of former Raiders head coach John Gruden. He got canceled. He lost his job. Standard operating procedure. All the wokes on Twitter and in the media started attacking John. And, of course, there is speculation that possibly the NFL wanted him out. There's even speculation he might have been a sacrificial lamb in all of this to spread their new agenda out with the old, in with the new. Right? Well, we're starting to get a few people come out. Let us know how they feel. We found out. Madden 22 canceled him. John did that video. Well, now... We heard from Derek Carr. Now we've heard, we're hearing from Jay Gruden. That's right, the former Washington football team coach and, of course, John Gruden's brother. And he says John will be back, and he'll be back in a big way. Well, we don't know about that. I feel like he will come back at some point in some fashion. I mean, hell, Marv Albert came back, right? I mean, he's great on TV, Uh, I don't know if he will come back without some kind of media-friendly, bended-knee interview in which he worships the ground that everybody in the Alphabet Mafia and the Wokesters, in that entire community, he'll have to kiss the rings. He's got his own ring. It's a Super Bowl ring. He shouldn't do that. He should stick to his guns and to hell with them, right? Right. Uh, So, let's get to this. John Gruden's brother stands by him in wake of email scandal. He'll bounce back in a big way. The fallout of John Gruden's email scandal sent shockwaves through the sports world. But former WFT, in this case WTF, head coach Jay Gruden is sticking by his brother's side. During a radio appearance with WTEM Radio on Tuesday, Jay Gruden spoke about his brother's resignation as head coach of the Raiders in the wake of reports of exposing racist, misogynistic, and homophobic remarks. He made in emails to former Washington President Bruce Allen between 2010 and 2018. 2010 and 2018, come on. Quote, it's not anything we could have ever anticipated happening, Jay Gruden said via com. Unfortunately, what happened already happened. John's already apologized. I'll let him handle his business. I'll always, I'm always there to support, be his support. He's always there for me. At a time of crisis, he'll bounce back in a big way. He always has. He always will. The emails were uncovered as part of the investigation into the club's workplace Jay Gruden served as the Washington head coach from 2014 to 2019, at which point his brother had sent the emails while serving as an analyst for ESPN. Quote, we understand what's at stake when we take the job. Things aren't private when you think they are private. That's a sad state of affairs in this world at this point. At the end of the day, he loves the NFL. He's done so many great things for so many people. He's been incredibly influ- uh, an incredible influence as far as football is concerned. To bring him down, so to speak, is unfortunate. I think, like I said, it's brutal. From a brother's standpoint, he's been nothing but supportive of me. We're going to stay together. We're going to get through this. Jay Gruden added that his comments made by his brother are not commonplace. Now, I appreciate Jay's comments right here because he just tells it like it is. If you peel back the curtain... You know, there wouldn't be any players in the league. There wouldn't be any coaches. Quote, I think people in personal circles talk their own personal way from their own groups when they think they are in the private. You may say some stuff to your good buddy of yours you've known for a long time that you wouldn't say to anybody else in the world. On the golf course, I might say a few things I would never say to anyone else. Just the way it is. John's a great person, great human. And a great football coach, but I wouldn't say it's commonplace. It just happened the way it happened. The NFL Players Association and attorneys representing former, 40 former Washington employees are now pushing for the league to release 650,000 emails from an investigation. I think we know all the players and the coaches in the league. They've all said stuff like this. Every single one of them in every locker room. This is ridiculous. What has happened to John Gruden? Look, he was a good football coach. I know at times he was struggling with the Raiders, but they were looking pretty good. By the way, all of this came out, the second email information, it came out Sunday right before their game with the Chicago Bears. And then they went out and they were flat. Okay? So... Um, and I think that had something to do with it. It deflated some of the team. And uh, look, if it bothered a lot of people on the team, maybe they should get thicker skin. How about that? It seems that we are so offended by words these days. Not actual actions, by mind you, not actual actions, but words. Ridiculous. Come on. Toughen up a little bit. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans, At least Jay Gruden has got his brother's back, and he's not dodging. I can tell you this. Jay Gruden probably just cost himself a coaching job in the future. We know how this goes. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show.
2: Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into... Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event
1: starts now. I'm back. Rodríguez for Black and White Sports. Well, we knew the fallout of the John Gruden email leaks, and more importantly, the 650,000 emails involving the Washington football team. The WFT are, in the case of what's going on in the NFL, the WTF. Well, we had a feeling more fallout was going to happen from that, and this one is big. It's really big, because this one brings to light, I think, something we all suspected. We all knew. Not everybody is on board in the NFL with the NFL going full-blown woke, and now, and the e- emails have been, uh, have been brought to light that exposes high-level people with the NFL, blatantly making fun of things like the Rooney Rule, that of course that BS rule that tells uh, NFL teams that they have to do one token black uh, candidate job interview, which is ridiculous. Everybody should get interviewed based on their. Actual high, uh, actual qualifications to do a job, right? We all know that. Uh, but the Rooney Rule is celebrated across, well, across the league publicly, but behind closed doors, not so much. And there are some other things that are brought to light here about the fact that people involved in the NFL didn't like the fact that there was a Democratic hire as opposed to uh, giving an Independent, a Libertarian, or a Republican a chance to be in a certain position with the NFL. Let's get to this, because this is wild. This is wild. The NFL's top lawyer, Jeff Pash, brokered penalty, traded diversity jokes in emails with ex-WFT president Bruce Allen. A new round of email leaks shows a personal relationship between NFL general counsel Jeff Pash and ex-Washington football team president Bruce Allen that included jokes about the league's diversity efforts and brokering of a league fine, New York Times reported Thursday night. The report revealed emails exchanged between the two from 2009 to 2018 amid a multitude of team scandals and prior to a league investigation into workplace misconduct. Pash later oversaw Beth Wilkinson, the attorney, who was hired to investigate sexual harassment claims against the franchise, per the report. Among the exchanges includes a discussion that preceded the reclamation of a league fine of the team, according to the report. In 2013, the NFL... Fine the franchise fifteen thousand dollars when then coach Mike Shanahan was found to have doctored an injury report in violation of league policy. I think that probably happens a lot more than uh, a lot more than that's made public. When the league denied Allen's appeal of the fine, he responded in an email that included Pash and other league officials. BS bullshit. Pash wrote back to Allen that the team. Needn't pay the $15,000 or, quote, any other amount in respect to this matter, you should consider the fine rescinded It's in, in its entirety. Wow, Jeff Pash just dis- covered Bruce Allen's bases as he overruled his staff to rescind the fine. In another exchange where Allen wrote that he was concerned the commissioner, Roger Goodell, would accuse him of breaking rules regarding free agent signings, Pash responded, He knows who it is, and that is not you. Okay, so I guess uh, Goodell was gunning for somebody he thought had free agent violations, but it was not Bruce Allen. Now, this is where it gets really interesting. The Times also reports that the two traded jokes about the NFL's diversity efforts and team efforts to attract Latino fans. Quote, I'm not sure this song will be as popular after the wall gets built. Jeff Pash wrote to Allen after Allen emailed him a song meant to appeal to Latino fans. Pash also appeared to align with Allen's fight against changing the team's former nickname. That's a racial slur for Native Americans. He's talking about Redskins. You know, the name that I literally do not know one Native American that is offended by it. Allen sent an article about U.S. Senator Maria Cantwell's former high school that also had a mascot using Native American imagery. Cantwell was a vocal critic of the Washington nickname. So Maria Cantwell, the senator, was going after the Redskins to get them to quit using the name when coincidentally they found out her high school mascot was in fact a Native American uh a Native American image, and they found that to be funny. Pash responded to the article, "Quote: No way, that's too good to be true." <laughs> God, somewhere Roger Goodell is having literal birth of kittens this morning. Allen complained to Pash about 2016 NFL hiring of Jocelyn Moore as the league's chief lobbyist on Capitol Hill, per the report. Moore is black, and a Democrat. Quote, curious, is there a rule against hiring libertarians, independents, or even a Republican, question mark? Allen wrote to Pash. Pash responded, no, but it can sometimes look that way. Allen replied, we have the Rooney rule, so I'm going to propose a Lincoln rule at the next meeting. The Rooney rule is the NFL rule requiring uh, candidates to, of course, jump in and grab uh, a a, uh, black candidate for a worthless interview, Uh, not based on hiring qualifications at all. We talked about that. Uh, Pash reassured Allen amid the Washington football team scandals when the team was embroiled in a scandal involving harassment and a topless photo shoot of cheerleaders, Posh wrote to Allen, I know that you are on it and would not condone something untoward, Time's reports. Allen was found to have shared a topless photo of Washington cheerleaders in a previous leak that led to John Gruden's resignation from the Raiders. When Allen expressed concern to Pash over a penalty for Washington, Breaking the league's roster spending limit, Pash assured Allen that he was, quote, not blowing you off. He said then he referenced Allen's gift of a Hooters VIP card, according to Times. Still talking internally about this, I'm not making any promises as to the outcome, but I can assure you I am not blowing you off. We may not see this the same way, he wrote in a follow-up, but that does not change my respect or affection for you, After all, nobody else has given me a Hooters gift card. (laughs) God. Oh, this is so funny. Pash also donated $1,000 to Allen's brother, George Allen's U.S. Senate campaign in 2012. The NFL's response. NFL Executive Vice President of Communication Jeff Miller defended Pash in a statement to the Times. Communication between league office employees and club executives occurs on a daily basis. Jeff Pash is respected and a high-character NFL executive. Any effort to portray these emails as inappropriate is misleading or patently false. Neither Allen nor Pash responded to the Times' request, and they go on to talk about how this is part of the 650,000 emails. I'm going to tell you what's funny, though. They're making diversity jokes and shit like that, well, John Gruden's in the unemployment line and the NFL releases a statement saying any attempt to misconstrued Jeff Pash's statements in these emails is just unwarranted. Well, wait a minute now. You said that John Gruden's statements were warranted and then you chased him down. You hunted him like a dog in the street and forced essentially forced John Gruden to resign. But this guy makes statements and it's all good? Man, what did we say the other day in a video about the NFL's hypocrisy? Tampa Bay's hypocrisy. We'll pull you out of the ring of honor while Warren Sapp's beating women. Great. Okay. Well, this is crazy. But it exposes 100% validity to what? we have said since this channel really and truly started, and we got involved with trying to bring this kind of shit to light, the fact that there are a ton of people involved with these sports organizations, sports leagues, that don't agree with the wokeness that these organizations and sports leagues are pushing, okay? It's very obvious. Jeff Pash and Bruce Allen were not on board with the Redskins changing their name, they thought it was ridiculous, so they made fun of the senator that was pushing to have the change done. Okay, trying to reach out to Latino fans, made fun of that too. And then, the, the, the uh, NFL makes a diversity hire with Jocelyn Moore, and it's clear Pash and Bruce Allen were not on board with that either. And they blatantly called the NFL out for leaning towards a Democrat in the hiring. I think that's funny. I do. Um, wow, this is big. And I don't know where this is going, where this is ultimately leading for the NFL. But, boy, I'm starting to wonder, will Roger Goodell survive this? Because DeMora Smith, the, the, the president of the PA, wants... All of this stuff out. The head attorney. He wants all these emails to come out. And uh, several other entities are pushing for all the emails to come out. This whole thing could blow the league up. And I'm here for it. I'm here to watch it. I want to see what happens next. This is it right here. This tells you. This tells you. People are going along to get along. Shout out to my boy Kwame Brown. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Whoa. Wow. (laughs) The NFL hypocrisy further exposed right here, and this is a big one. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment,
2: and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into... Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: Black and White Sports fans, we're going to continue to talk about the fallout of John Gruden resigning from the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, we all know what he said about DeMora Smith, the chief of the NFL Players Association. And Demora Smith has basically come out and slammed John Gruden as a racist. However, the floodgates are starting to open on this thing as we're finding out uh, more people across the league and in the sports media were sending different emails, different messages. It's coming out, and some people are getting some flat for this, okay? But Demora Smith now, I believe, wants to open up the floodgates. And it seems like, you know, Is kind of tied to critical race theory. If you actually listen to what DeMora Smith actually had to say. And also based on what we know about critical race theory being taught in schools. DeMora Smith is definitely race baiting now. This whole entire thing. I believe he's seeing systemic racism everywhere. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys. John Gruden emails. DeMora Smith. Wonders whether racial bias is included in messages. This is a playbook straight out of critical race theory where you see everything through a racial lens. NFLPA boss says said he's interested in whether teams were making hiring decisions based on race. Interesting. Let's read this. DeMora Smith, the executive director of the NFL Players Association, is curious about what else is in the treasure trove of emails that were gathered as part of the leads investigation into the Washington football team. Smith said Wednesday during an appearance on ESPN's The Right Time with Bomani Jones podcast, he wonders whether there could be evidence that hiring decisions were based on a candidate's skin color. He says, "His quote: What I'm interested in is their correspondence that suggests teams are making decisions about coach, coaches based on the color of their skin. Are they actively hostile to players that have chosen to self-identify in various ways? Are they denigrating a people based on sexual preference or religious identity?" He said, "Okay, that is a lot to take in right there." So. When NFL teams are looking for a head coach, what is the process they need to go through? They have this thing called the Rooney Rule. And DeMora Smith asks, are teams making decisions based about coaches based on the color of their skin? Well, guess what, folks? The Rooney Rule dictates that you must interview somebody based on the color of their skin. Teams have to do this no matter what. So even if the owner has the person in mind that he wants to hire for the job, he has to interview, let's say, a black uh, coach just for the sake of fulfilling the Rooney rule, because you must interview somebody based on skin color. I do not like this. Why does the Rooney rule not work? It's because when when skin color and race is the driving point of any type of rule. It never works. Now, Jerry Jones, after he um fired uh, Jason Garrett, he hired Mike McCarthy to coach the Dallas Cowboys. And Mike McCarthy is the coach of the Cowboys right now. He also had to had to interview a minority coach. He interviewed Marvin Lewis, who is black. Now, as soon as I found out that he was interviewing Marvin Lewis and Mike McCarthy, I was like, There's no way in hell Jerry Jones is going to hire Marvin Lewis. Why? Because his credentials are not very good if you're trying to build a championship team. Now, Marvin Lewis was in Cincinnati forever. How many playoff games did he win? He won exactly zero. I'm not saying that Marvin Lewis isn't a good coach, but all those years in Cincinnati, he achieved nothing. No playoff wins. Mike McCarthy, he won a Super Bowl. He's won playoff uh, games in the playoffs. season, made deep runs. His resume is much better than Marvin Lewis. And of course, we know Mike McCarthy is white. Marvin Lewis is black. So Jerry Jones hired Mike McCarthy because the man was a better coach. He had a better resume. He had nothing to do with skin color. And I'm just using that as an example here because DeMora Smith wants to know if teams are hiring coaches based off skin color. I believe the Rooney Rule needs to go. It needs to go. It does not work. It doesn't work, folks. Uh it says Smith's comments came after John Gruden resigned as Las Vegas Raiders coach, following more leaks of his correspondence with former Washington president Bruce Allen and other high profile individuals. An email Gruden sent to Allen used a racist trope to describe Smith um, was revealed on Friday. Smith said on the podcast he hopes the league and the players union's. Uh, words will match their actions when it came to his social justice efforts. Quote, it will be good for our game and for our business for both the league and the union to decide that we are going to turn a corner. And we talked about diversity. We talked about inclusiveness for years. How, how do we turn the corner and actually match our actions to our words? And when will we start to hold people accountable for living up to a standard that we believe is acceptable standard for just human interaction," Smith said. "Now here's the problem: when you look at everything through a racial lens, you will get nothing accomplished. I have no problem with diversity. I have no problem with inclusiveness, but the thing is, it has to be organic. You cannot push that to the forefront. You know what, guys? This is just an example here. No, we we need a coach." Um, why don't we go ahead and, um, let's make an effort just to go out there and get a black coach. You know, forget about the qualifications. You see, this is the problem also with uh, Joe Biden when he said he was going to choose his running mate and the running mate was going to be a woman. He made it strictly about identity politics. And this seems to be the same case with DeMora Smith here. Let's just be real about it. And Joe Biden, that's a whole nother story. But I digress. So Groom resigned Monday after more homophobic and misogynistic emails were released to the New York Times. Smith told USA Today the union plans to file a petition to get the rest of the 650,000 emails involved in the probe release. Quote, we have had communications with the league and the NFLPA plans to request the NFL uh, to release the rest of the emails, Smith said. And I did a video on that and the NFL said no. No, I truly do believe that um, John Gruden is the fall guy for this, because I believe that the NFL wanted this out there. They want this racial stuff out there. And the woke mob, they love this. The woke mob definitely, definitely loves this. They want everything to be about race. This is the problem, you know, with your critical race theorists out there. And Demora Smith is just taking this right out of the playbook. He believes or he wants to find out if all teams are pretty much making decisions based on race. This is not good for the NFL whatsoever. And I truly believe that NFL teams on a large scale are not making hiring decisions based off race. For one thing, think it is. The league is about what, 80 percent black when it comes to players. And each team has 53 men on the roster. There's, uh, what, uh, 30, 32 teams in the NFL. But however, when it comes to coaches, that's only even less than that when it comes to, um, compared to the players. 30 NFL teams, and you're only going to have 30 coaches. And you're only going to have, what, probably, what, five, six, seven openings total each season? Yeah, so it's going to be even less. So I don't believe that race is playing a role in, Hiring decisions, but DeMora Smith wants that out there. He is seeing everything through a racial lens, and this is not good for sports. It's just not. Get race out of sports. Race should not come into play. Qualifications is all that matters to me. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time.
2: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
1: I'm back. Roadrance for black and white sports. Yesterday I did a video where it it came to light that in some more emails involving X WFT WTF Redskins team president Bruce Allen, you know, part of the John Gruden mess. Some emails came out and it exposed, and guess who got caught up in it? Shafty. Adam Schefter, the NFL insider for the Marxist ESPN of China. Well, it came out that him and Bruce Allen had had a really fair bit of correspondence, and one of the emails exposed Schefter as what seemed to be a situation where he was conceding editorial control of an article to Bruce Allen. He sent it to him, said, look this over, essentially proofread my article even gave him the time that he was going to turn this article over to ESPN and have it released. Well, you know what? I actually took some criticism on that because it was like, what do you think an NFL insider is? Look, I understand these relationships between these executives and these insiders, but not to the point of, hell, edit my damn article, write my damn article for me put whatever you feel like in the article for me, which is essentially what he did. Let's be real. When you say, look this over, make changes, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's kind of what you're doing, whether you like it or not or whether you're a huge, and I like Adam Schefter, to be honest with you. But, um, well, Adam Schefter has come out and has conceded, hell, Rhodes, you're right. It's fair. And it is fair. He is coming out trying to cover his A, But I'll give him credit. He does admit he shouldn't have done this, okay? Not in the way he did it. And I will give him some credit for that. Adam Schefter responds to criticism over sharing unpublished stories with Washington General Manager. It was a step too far. Really? I think it is. ESPN's Adam Schefter has responded to criticism over his handling of a 2011 story in which he pre-cleared pre-cleared a story with then-general manager of Washington NFL team, the Redskins. Let's just keep it real. As part of an investigation into workplace conditions within the Washington football team organization, NFL collected more than 650,000 emails. The emails heard around the league. Wow, the implosion from this. In one email from 2011 sent to general manager Bruce Allen, Schefter sent him an unpublished story on the NFL walkout that was happening at the time. The reporter sought Allen's input on the story, called him, quote, Mr. Editor. <laughs> God. The LA Times flagged the email, which is part of the court filing in June, on WFT, WTF, owner Dan Snyder. Quote, please let me know if you see anything that should be added, tweaked. Change, Schefter wrote. Thanks, mister Editor, for that in the trust. Plan the file to ESPN about six AM. Well, Schefter has come out and said, You know what? Should be getting hammered for this. The Revelations called Schefter's journalistic ethics into question, and on Wednesday he responded, calling the criticism quote, fair. He shouldn't have done it. This is his full statement. Fair questions are being asked about my reporting approach on the NFL lockout story 10 years ago. Just to clarify, it's common practice to verify facts of a story with sources before you publish it in order to be as accurate as possible. I don't think anybody's doubting that, Adam Schefter. The problem is when you say literally and you call somebody Mr. Editor, essentially conceding your story over to a team executive, come on. In this case, I took a rare step, a rare step of sending the full story in advance because of the complex nature of the collective bargaining talks. It was a step too far, and looking back, I shouldn't have done it. The criticism being levied is fair. With that said, I want to make it perfectly clear in no way did I or would I cede editorial control or hand over final say about a story. To anyone ever. It goes on to talk about how this is part of the John Gruden emails. Well, I give Adam Schefter some credit for at least owning it. He does talk about the fact, in no way would I concede control or seed or control over to somebody like Bruce Allen for a story. Except, you called him Mr. Editor, which makes it look... Optics is a thing. Perception is a thing. It makes it look like that's exactly what you did. Okay? So, yeah, I give you credit for coming out, owning it. Good job. All right? But, but as you said yourself, the criticism is fair. I absolutely know all these people have relationships. Okay? Chris Sims, Kyle Shanahan, we know that. Right? Uh, 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 there's relationships all over the league. General managers and owners, don't sleep on the fact that owners is a big deal. You remember when Harbaugh was having all the problems in 49er land? Those leaks about Harbaugh's behavior were coming from Jed York and Trent Baalke to the media. Okay, they made the situation a lot worse than it was. So yes, there is a relationship between these guys. But you don't concede your editorial process I mean if NFL players said, Hey, can you send me a video? I want you to I want to see if I need to make changes to it. I would say get F, dude. It's not your channel. It's not your story, okay? So tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Should Adam Schefter had turned over his story like he did to Bruce Allen, that's exactly what he did, and uh, asked somebody if essentially conceding, and, and the most damning thing is calling him Mr. Editor. Yikes, that looks bad. It does. But good job, Shefty, for owning it. Hopefully you haven't done that too many more times. If you did, and they're part of these emails, we going to find it out. It's going to continue to roll in. Peace, I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like,
2: comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts
0: now. Black and White Sports fans, is there a bigger clown? in the mainstream media than Joyless Reed of MSNBC, AKA MSDNC. The woman's ratings are in the toilet. She is a race baiting clown. She sees everything through a racial lens and she is clearly no doubt about it. One hundred percent on the democratic plantation. And when anybody attempts to alienate themselves from the Democratic plantation, Joyless Reed lays into them. So that brings us to Kyrie Irving. We know where Kyrie Irving stands with the jab. He doesn't want to get it. He says that uh he wants to be a voice for the voiceless. He can do what he wants to do. But however, Joy Reed, Joyless Reed, as we call her, has a major problem with free-thinking black people. Let's just call it what it is. Joy Reid is a clown. No other way to put it, folks. No way to put it. No other way to put it. Check this out, guys. Joy Reid completely eviscerates Kyrie Irving for going full anti-vats. He's a pawn for the alt-right. Oh, boy. Here we go. But to Joy Reid, Anything to the right of Bernie Sanders is all right. I mean, she is just a complete and utter nut job, folks. Complete and utter nut job. It says here, Joy Reid identifies as a New York Knits fan, but that was absolutely. But that has absolutely nothing to do with why she's upset with Brooklyn Nets star Kyrie Irving. In a scorching monologue to close Thursday's edition of. The readout, which nobody watches, by the way, just throwing it out there. The MSNBC host tore into Irving over his anti vaccine stance and took umbrage with some people comparing his activism to that of Muhammad Ali. Now, I don't know who's actually compared Kyrie Irving to Muhammad Ali. I'm not going to go there. OK, I'm just not. But this is what she said here. OK. Quote. Kyrie Irving is not the modern-day Muhammad Ali, Reed said. He is a famous person using his famous person platform to put to put others at risk of a deadly airborne disease, which has a ninety nine point nine percent survival rate. But I digress, folks. But she says to put others at risk of a deadly airborne disease that has wrecked havoc on the human race and disproportionately on people who look like Kyrie Irving. So now. She's essentially saying that the virus is racist What well, I'm not I'm not too surprised. OK, but I will say this. I don't believe that the virus sees black people and just says, hey, let me go attack them. I believe that the virus attacks people that really don't take care of themselves. Now, it can attack everybody, but the people with the worst complications are the ones with the most serious health issues. A guy like Kyrie Irving, highly unlikely that the virus would actually take him down in a serious way. And I believe that she knows that as well. But the fear from the mainstream media, that is what they're selling. They are selling fear. The Nets announced earlier this week that Irving will not play or practice with the team at all until he complies with the New York City's vaccine mandate. As such, he stands to forfeit tens of millions of dollars and a possibility of winning an NBA championship with a team thought to be a strong contender. And they are. But Reed argues that that's nothing compared to what Ali gave up and the cause of which he sacrificed. Kyrie Irving is the literal opposite of Muhammad Ali, Reed said. He is a person who once said the world is flat and who is now being used as a pawn for the alt-right and MAGA army. Like Ted Cruz, who's praising him for his incredible courage, but who called Colin Kaepernick a rich sport athlete for taking the knee against police killing people who look like Kyrie Irving. Oh, God. Where do I even continue with this? Okay. So Kyrie Irving to her is being used by The alt-right. Now, what did I say? What did I say? The alt-right is to her. The alt-right isn't just, you know, Richard Spencer. The alt-right is anybody that is to the right of Bernie Sanders. If you aren't a full blown socialist, then you are a part of the alt-right to people like her. People like uh, AOC, the squad, all those other people. Okay. This is ridiculous, folks. Ridiculous. If you want to get the jab, That's your business. I mean, this fear porn from the mainstream media has really, really gotten out of hand, folks. It really has gotten out of hand. And Joy Reid, I hope you enjoy those horrible ratings, you know, because I'm pretty sure nobody is watching you. Nobody is. This is ridiculous, folks. This woman is completely insane. She says probably the dumbest stuff on TV. Uh, Maybe uh, Brian Stelter is. Equally as bad, but they are both horrible. Joy Reid, you know, slamming free thinking black people for themselves. Now, do I agree with everything that Kyrie Irving uh, says? No, Kyrie Irving is a weird, weird dude. He's going to beat to the tune of his own drum. He can say what he wants to say. I don't have a problem with what he says. He can say whatever he wants. I don't have a problem with that. But to Joy Reid, he must stick to the Democrat playbook. And that goes to all of you guys, too. If you don't stick to the Democratic playbook with Joy Reid, you are part of the alt-right. This is completely insane. Calling this man a pawn of the alt-right. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, Joyless Reid is pathetic. I'm just going to leave it there, guys. Anyway, guys.
2: The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: Black and white sports fans, the woke mob, the woke sports media, they will never, ever rest. They will never, ever rest because they will find something that is offensive that is actually not offensive. They will find offense in every single thing. So this brings us to Thursday Night Football the pregame show before the the Bucks versus the Eagles game, which the um the Bucks actually won. Terry Bradshaw was on the pregame and now he is under fire. Why is he under fire? He is under fire for complimenting Aaron Andrews. Now, during the pregame show, Aaron Andrews had an interview with um Bucks line linebacker Devin White. He likes horses. He actually um has a place where he has all his horses. Aaron Andrews showed up and dressed up for the occasion. She was dressed up like a cowboy had on cowboy boots and Terry Bradshaw complimented her. That was enough to outrage the woke sports media and the woke mob. They are trying to cancel this man. I guess they think he had some type of a sexual harassment uh, issue or something. It was nothing like that whatsoever. Nothing. So let's jump over here. Terry Bradshaw being canceled for acknowledging Aaron Andrews' cowboy outfit. The outraged mob is trying to cancel Terry Bradshaw for acknowledging the theme outfit Aaron Andrews wore for an interview. Andrews is one of the reporters for Fox's NFL team. She sat down with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker Devin White for an interview that aired ahead of his team's game against the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night. The interview was about White's love of horses and took place inside of horse stables. Now, I actually saw that, guys, and I heard Terry Bradshaw's comment, and I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think anybody would be offended by it. I mean, it didn't even cross my mind. But, you know, we live in crazy, crazy times, folks, where everything is offensive to the woke mob. It says here, Andrews dressed appropriately for the occasion and had a cow- and hat on cowboy boots and jean cowboy shirt. And you can actually see right here. This is what she was wearing. OK. After the interview was done playing Bradshaw, who was at Fox's headquarters, spoke on a- spoke with Andrews, who was on the scene in Philadelphia. This is all he said. Quote, you got your cowboy boots on and your shirt. You're looking good. I enjoyed that interview. That was it. That was it. That was enough to get this man canceled by the woke mob. And actually, I'll play the clip here so you can actually hear it in his own words.
2: you got your cowboy boots on and your shirt. You're looking good. That was nice. I enjoyed that interview. Devin White.
0: That was it, guys. That was it. I believe they were offended that he said she looks good. Well, Aaron Andrews looks good. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But you know what? That didn't stop the uh, the world sports media from commenting about Terry Bradshaw. Go over here to, uh, I guess it's uh, NewJersey.com. Hall of Famer Terry Bradshaw gets creepy with Aaron Andrews doing Buccaneers, Eagles, Thursday night football. This was not creepy. Ridiculous, folks. Now, you see, they say here the awkward and creepy moments came during the pregame show following an interview uh, between sideline reporter Aaron Andrews and Buccaneers linebacker Devin White. You see here they're trying to smear Terry Bradshaw, calling it awkward and creepy. This is ridiculous. They say here awkward with a question mark. Yes. Creepy. Definitely. Oh, my goodness. Insane. Now, over here on uh, the New York Post, somebody on Twitter ends up commenting Terry Bradshaw a little cringy in that inter- interaction with Aaron Andrews. Insane. Insane. And this person actually um, over here on Twitter asks uh, what happened. And uh, another person repli- replies and says they had shown an interview she did with Devin White at his ranch. And they asked Bradshaw to comment on it because he's a horse guy. His comment was that Aaron looked good in her boots and short and uh, and shirt. I'm sorry. Very cringy. Nothing cringy about this, folks. Nothing. I mean, you can't even compliment somebody on their outfit without the mob, without the woke sports media going after you. Did you guys find any offense in what uh, Terry Bradshaw said? I can't believe I'm actually making this video right now. I can't. I heard it. And like I said before, I found nothing wrong with what Terry Bradshaw said. Nothing. Now, I wonder what the mob would say to him. If he said, you know what? You don't look very good in uh, those cowboy boots. Actually, it looks pretty pathetic. You know what? They would probably be coming after him anyway. You can never, ever please the woke mob. And to Terry Bradshaw's credit, he has not apologized. I don't believe he's even acknowledged this. Oh, man. Walt sports needs to go. Twitter is not the real world, but the people in the Woke sports media, they will jump on the bandwagon and roll with what Twitter is saying. This is insane. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this black and white sports fans Were well, you offended by Terry Bradshaw and his compliment to Aaron Andrews? I wasn't offended in the least bit. I didn't think nothing about it. Maybe these millennials, man, they just they they need to get into reality. I mean, just saying, somebody, hey, you look good in that outfit. There is nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time.
2: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
1: I'm back. Road for Black and White Sports. Well, the NFL is trying to make one thing... Abundantly clear to you black and white sports fans, to Mr. Matrix, to myself, to anybody that covers, covers sports, this channel, OutKick, Sports Wars, anybody else out there. If you're a sports fan, if you root for an NBA team, God help you, MLB, NFL, whatever, the NFL is trying to make one thing super clear to everybody. They think you are an idiot. They think you are stupid. They think you are an imbecile because they're trying to lead you to believe that John Gruden was the only person out of 650,000 emails that said anything that might have been construed as offensive. I think it's getting pretty clear that John Gruden, for whatever reason, was singled out He was a sacrificial lamb of some kind for the NFL. He was some kind of a warning shot across the bow to the coaches in the league that they are trying full bore, full steam ahead with their wokeness, their inclusion, their diversity, their political messaging in the sport. They are bringing it straight to your face. And they have, look, they're telling you this by telling you there was no, uh, nothing else offensive in all of these emails. I, I, I find that absolutely hard to believe. Hard to believe. It looks like John Gruden was a victim here, in my opinion. NFL claims no other team employees were implicated in WFT emails. Was John Gruden the outlier? This is from Florio. Even Florio doesn't really believe this shit. Was John Gruden the outlier, or was his comments a reflection of the manner in which people communicate in the NFL? The NFL believes it's the former, and the NFL presumably would appreciate it if we take their word for it, even if no one is willing to attach their name to it. The AP reports that the league, quote, did not identify other areas and other individuals it has contact at club leadership or at leadership levels based on emails generated by the Washington football team investigation. The NFL did not identify any problems anywhere near what you saw with John Gruden, an unnamed source, told the Associated Press. If that's the case, let's have a name. Let's have an on-record quote. Let's have someone whose ass is on the line. This is Florio getting in him. When someone else gets taken down by the weaponized trove of 650,000 emails, which has already wiped out Gruden's career and potentially threatens ongoing tenure of the NFL general counsel, Jeff Pash. As to Pash, the NFL has shrugged at his emails. Think about this. All the things he co-signed in those emails with Bruce Allen, the former president of the Washington Redskins. Yeah, I said Redskins. Oh, they're just going to ignore that. They're just going to ignore it. Just going to let it go. So even if someone sent emails not nearly as toxic as Gruden's, it's possible that those emails were problematic, but that the league would contend that they aren't. Pashes are, but the league was inclined to look the other way. For who else are looking the other way, and is there any of, of any way of knowing whether eventually they won't? These are all fair questions which can be resolved only if the emails are released. Indeed, if there are no problematic emails, why not release them all? The league justified hiding all the information about the WFT investigation by claiming it needed to protect the people who came forward with allegations of information. That's irrelevant to the emails. So, look, this is is a serious problem. Uh, The NFL... They're looking like hypocrites, number one, because of what just happened with John Gruden and the fact that they're literally, they're saying, we're just going to turn a blind eye to our lead attorney being involved in the same sort of thing that they wanted to cancel John Gruden for. And to be clear, I don't think John Gruden should have been canceled, okay? I don't. I don't think anybody should be run out over emails that were sent, you know, four to ten years ago, okay? and that were sent when you weren't an employee of the NFL, all right? John Gruden should have been able to walk up to a press conference podium and say, look, I said some things I probably shouldn't have said. Plain and simple, I apologize. I hope I didn't hurt anybody's feelings. Have a good day. I'm going to coach the Raiders. And that, look, evidently Mark Davis, the owner, felt the same way because he said, look, don't ask me about it. Ask the NFL. Pretty obvious Mark Davis was pissed at John Gruden was essentially forced to resign. And the question now is, who investigates the NFL for targeting John Gruden? Because that's what you did. You targeted John Gruden. Plain and simple. Why? Straight, white, Christian male? Is that a problem? Another redhead in power that you didn't like? Does that shit ring a bell to anybody? It certainly reminds me of somebody that was orange haired that triggered everybody else. Now you went after Chucky. Horse shit. Horse shit. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Look, the NFL needs to be continued to be called out. These emails need to come out. Look, we want to see it now. Let's see it. Whatever you're doing, now that you've made it clear, well, if they work for the league, we're just going to turn a blind eye. Hell no. Hashtag justice for Chucky. Peace. I'm out. Till next time.
2: Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
0: Black and white sports fans, could we be seeing Cam Newton on an NFL roster on the field for some team in the NFL? We are six weeks in. Ever since Cam Newton was cut by the Patriots, there has not been a whisper, really, of any team interested in Cam Newton. Now, we have speculated that Cam was not signed by a team after he was cut because Cam did not actually get the jab. Now, Cam has been out there. He's been doing some social media stuff. But really, no team has really seemed interested in him. Now, I believe that Cam, his best days are behind him. I don't think Cam is very good. And when he played last season for the Patriots, he was absolutely pathetic, guys. Pathetic. I believe he only threw like five TD passes or something like that over the course of the season. And of course, we know he missed a couple of games because he actually had the virus. But Cam Newton, he has taken a beating over his career because he's always been more of a runner and he's not a really accurate passer. However, there is now a development that kind of could open the door for Cam Newton to come back in the NFL. So over here on Yahoo Sports, Cam Newton reportedly received COVID-19 vaccine in an attempt to get back in NFL. Now, guys, if he actually gets on with a team, our theory on this channel was that no player really is going to get signed by a team unless they get the jab. If he gets on a team, we will know that theory is true. It says here. Former New England Patriots quarterback Cam Newton once back in the NFL. After months of wavering, Newton reportedly received the COVID-19 vaccine, according to Mike Garofolo of NFL Network. That could ke- clear a significant hurdle for Newton, who missed time in the preseason after a, quote, misunderstanding over COVID-19 protocols. And not soon after that, folks, he was released. That absence may have cost Newton his job. And we speculated that Newton was surprisingly released by the Patriots shortly after the miscommunication. The team handed the starting job to rookie Matt Jones, who has led the Patriots to a two and three record. Head coach Bill Belichick said Newton's vaccination status did not play a role in the team's decision to release him. Now, guys, I don't believe many people actually believe this. They don't. We do believe here on this channel that Cam's vaccination status was one of the reasons. Now, I always speculated that Matt Jones was going to take over. I thought that Matt Jones would take over by week four. And apparently, and of course, we all know what happened. Cam Newton was cut before the season week one even started and Matt Jones was the guy. Newton's vaccination status may not have mattered with the Patriots, but it may affect whether other NFL teams are willing to bring him in. Yeah, because if Cam actually got on with a team and he didn't get the jab, he would actually have to wait, I believe, ten or fourteen days, or some somewhere along those lines. But since he got the jab, he really doesn't have to wait that long to uh, sign with a team and get on a roster. The NFL put COVID nineteen protocols in place that in, that strongly encouraged players to get vaccinated. Unvaccinated players can't be around teammates as much, have to jump through more testing hoops and can be fined a significant amount for breaking those rules. Now, there is no vaccine mandate in place for players, but they definitely want to make your life a living hell if you do not actually have the jab. And maybe Cam just said, I don't really want to go through all this anymore. I want a job. I'll just suck it up and go ahead and do it. But I hope that he got the jab because he wanted the jab. I hope he didn't actually feel pressured to get the jab. But based on uh, what's been going on, he probably did feel pressure to get the jab. But those restrictions no longer an issue. Newton might get more calls from NFL teams. Newton is a three-time pro bowler who has made an all-pro team and won an MVP award during his career. He's put up some eye-popping numbers over his 10 seasons in the NFL, not for passing. I I can't think of any eye-popping numbers for passing. Running, that's about it, but I digress. And that should attract teams looking for quarterback help. Now that he's vaccinated, teams will focus on whether Newton can still approach his former numbers. He wasn't a great passer for the Patriots last season. He's never been a great passer. Who wrote this article? when he threw just eight eight touchdowns against 10 interceptions in 15 games. Newton was still an effective runner, scoring 12 touchdowns, rushing touchdowns for the Patriots. Newton's diminished passing numbers could be a result of a devastating shoulder injury Newton sustained in 2016. Newton claimed he was fully recovered from that injury prior to last season. However, if Newton's shoulder has recovered, it's possible he can still carve out a solid second act with another team. If not, Newton has plenty of knowledge and could stick around the league as a backup if he's willing to mentor young players. Now, does Cam really want to be a backup at this point? He may not have much of a choice because what options are really out there? Now, Russell Wilson is going to be out for uh, something like a two, four weeks, somewhere around there. Maybe Newton could get on with the uh, Seahawks, but I'm not really sure. But, what do you guys think of this? What do you think of Cam Newton getting to jab, getting the jab to save uh, what's left of his NFL career? Now, me personally, if I'm the GM of a team, I'm not signing Cam Newton. I like my quarterback stats to be accurate and can Cam Newton can't do that. He can run, but he's just going to get more injury prone as he gets older. I believe that Cam Newton is uh, 32 but his body's really saying that he's more like 38, 39 because he has taken a beating. He has paid the price for running so much. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time.